Hi. Hello. How are you? Lost and bewildered. Oh, it's because we haven't been recording. No, it's because I'm listening to folklore so much. Oh. Yeah, I'm a witch in the woods. <laughs> you do look like, um, what's her name, Stevie, Stevie Nicks right now. Yeah, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> she walked in with a full shawl, a rose cake. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. I got it at Target. <laughs> yeah. It's the only place I go now. It's the only place that allows your kind. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I have to wear a wig, but it's fine. No, um, cool. Guess what it is? It's our episode one of season two. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm very excited. I'm excited that we've made it to season two. I'm surprised we have a season two. <laughs> I'm surprised enough people are willing to sit down and fucking talk to us. <laughs> I'm surprised your computer hasn't exploded from the Shut loud screening. <laughs> well, that's your fault. That's why I turn you way down. Mm-hmm. That's why my phone broke. <laughs> um, well, we're really excited about this episode. Yes. Because our season opener. Yes. Our guest is Miss Gilda Wabbit. Gilda Wabbit. Hi. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming on our show and doing a socially distant recording. Absolutely. Listen, I, I, it was really hard to fit you in my very busy schedule. <laughs> all of the work I'm able to do right now. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same pressure of <laughs> sitting at home and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I had to fit you in between jerking off, eating junk food, and jerking off a second time. You know. Oh. oh. With oh. the Cheeto grit, so it's a little bit different. Well, yeah, I want after I jerk off the first time, I need more texture. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's what my boyfriend's always say. <laughs> hey, right. That's why we stopped using lube the second time. That's well, I like a little bit of salsa. I really like to go for the full food experience. Are you fucking a tomato? I've been, <laughs> the only thing I've been fucking lately is a jar of salsa. <laughs> I'm a top now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if, if we decide to get into food, I have a whole meth and bananas story. I would, I welcome that. Great. I welcome that <laughs> wide gonna, open. I'm going to note that. Open right arms. Build a lab at meth and bananas 2020. That's going to be like the title of some newspaper tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's my memoir. Yeah. <laughs> Method Banana is the Gildo Abbott story. Uh, before we get in too deep, this is also a partnership episode with Clay. Clay Dance Bar. Yes. Nashville and yes. Louisville. Yeah. So, shout out to them. Yes. And so, you are a castmate at the Play Louisville location. Yes, I'm a playmate and co-host mm. at Play Louisville. Oh, yes. I um, love for it. For people that don't know you, do you want to give your little rundown, your spiel about who you are? Sure. Hi, hello. My name is Gilda Wabbit. I am a live singing drag queen. I started in New York City and then moved to Kentucky uh, to be with my shitty ex-husband. But uh, (laughs) I left him and I'm still at play because that's the relationship that's going well. Um, And I love to look very beautiful and do really ugly things on stage. I think you're beautiful while you're doing beautiful, ugly things. It's great. Thank you so much. That's what all the boys say when I deep throat them. (laughs) (laughs) I always try to give a compliment, but it always ends up like, because <laughs> I'm gargling on a balls. Uh, uh, we saw your one woman show 
You performed in Nashville for our tiny little pride celebration. That was yes. so fun. Bitch, that was wild. My wig came off like five numbers in and I didn't have a chance to, because it was just a one woman show. I did not have a chance to go fix it. My like, my like garter belt was riding down because it was just like hot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was, I was just like falling apart, but it was, it was so fun. It was fabulous. I, I always was wanted to know, was that intentional? Oh, we thought the wig that? thing was yeah. intentional. We were I like, oh, it was too hot. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I I had glued it on and pinned it in and I did one somersault and the heat was so much that I had felt I just felt it shift and I looked at the audience and said, by the way, you all, my wig is uh, about to fall off, so good luck. And I was just really grateful that it fell off in a dramatic moment in a song <laughs> and not just like randomly somewhere. Yeah. Well, at least, I mean, it looked like it was supposed to happen. So that was great. I loved that's, it. That's called improv, darling. Yes, that's and right. I'm involved now. And yes, and I look like the uncle who sexually abused you. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Very that. Oh Uncle God. Touchy's puzzle basement, if you will. <laughs> you know, like I know that. it too well. That's why my therapist broke up with me. <laughs> you ever had a therapist where you just start talking and it's too dark and they're like, no, we got to No, 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 we're no. We're going to no. back this Yeah, oh. we're going to find you someone else. <laughs> Last week, my therapist and I had an appointment and he said, you know what? I just think that therapy's not very good for you. So I'm not going to see you anymore. <laughs> What? <laughs> what do you mean? What is, is it me? <laughs> oh God! It must be me. It must be me. It's never you. It's always them. Thank you. That's what I was always told. Yeah, that's what I always tell tops <laughs> when they can't get their dick hard. It's your fault, not mine. Right? Exactly. Right. Oh my God! Like, I'm doing the poppers. Your dick should be fine. Right. This is pristine real estate. If you don't want to plant your goalposts, I don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. Have exactly. you seen my ass on Twitter? Then yes. <laughs> Note to something. Oh, I'll send. I'll send you the private link. It's going to be great. 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 Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so from New York, what brought you from New York to Louisville? Yeah. Um, so I went to New York to be an opera singer. Um, and then was like, oh, this isn't fun. The only people who succeed at this are like rich people, uh, because it's just for rich people. And I was like, well, fuck, you know what I'm going to do? A poor person's art form drag. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, my husband at the time moved back here because he was uh, not having a good time finding work in New York. And so I came back and then he lost his job and still didn't have a good time finding work in Kentucky. Um, So I thankfully got hired at play, which meant that I was uh, paying the bills of two humans on just one drag income. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that fun? (laughs) I know all about that. (laughs) It was fun while it lasted. Right? Yeah, 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 I know. I know that's fine, but yeah, that's where I'm at in Kentucky. And to be honest, it's fucking great. Cause like when I was in New York, I was uh, a medium sized fish and a very big pond. And then mm. when I came to Kentucky, um, I was a medium sized fish in a medium sized pond with lots of big fish in it. So like I had room to learn, but also I didn't feel like I was just clawing my way to the top. I felt like it was an, a much more level playing field. And I could look up to all these girls I work with and be like, okay, I want to learn from you. Like, Jade, you're sickening. Leah, you're sickening. You know what I mean? Like, let me learn from you all. Uh, Louisville's cast is very, like, I, I admire. I love going up there because I love seeing how different it is from Nashville. And, I mean, it's different in all the best ways. Like, it's just something so energetic and so fun and different. I love it. 
Thanks. That's so nice. I love the Nashville cast too. I've gotten to work down there uh, a few times and it's always a really good time. And it's, it's a privilege to get to sort of like float between both spaces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Those hoes in Nashville know how to drink. <laughs> it's a little much. <laughs> I love, so the last time we were up there was the first time I'd ever been to one Louisville. I've driven, driven. <laughs> Hey, language language evolves. Droven is now a word. Put in an urban dictionary. You can use Thank it. You. I've droven through oh several God. times up to Chicago. Um, but it was the first time I actually stopped and spent some time. And then going into Play Louisville, it's like twice the size of the Nashville space. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> Bitch, when I tell you I cannot do a dance number in Louisville because I run out of breath so fast. The oh, stage is so fucking big. Uh-huh. Casanova did uh, Drag Me to Hell. And I, one of her numbers, I was, uh, what's the thing from Saw, the puppet? And I had to be on a tricycle and I made it like two laps around her. And I was like, (laughs) 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 it was awful. It's just so big. Yeah. Um, So why did you choose to be a live singing drag queen? Well, uh, I chose to be a live singing drag queen because I had, I had, always intended to be a, a singer you know what i mean mm-hmm. when i i, rem- I remember um when i when i was there for classical music i was like working as an opera singer i did like six shows with five companies in the first year which is a lot of work and i was like making no money because and, and i was also working full-time at a restaurant to pay the rest of my bills so i was like really fucking busy um but whenever i didn't have rehearsal I would go to this bar in New York City called Barracuda on Tuesday nights. And there was a drag queen there named Sutton Lee Seymour, who was like a live singing, live dancing, musical theater girl. And I remember being like, fuck, this is her job. And she gets to sing. And she's not like singing in Italian to old white people. She's singing like whatever she wants to like this exciting, diverse audience at this bar. So one day I went up to her and I was like, hey, can I ask you, is this like your job? And she was like, yeah, it's my full-time job. I have no other job. I just like do drag and sing all the time. And I was like, well, fuck it. We're quitting opera and we're trying drag. Um, Yeah, for real, for real. Um, And so when I got to Kentucky, I was a little nervous that the audience would not really get what I'm doing. Because none of the other girls on cast, like some of the girls on cast can sing, but they don't sing during the shows. Um, and there's not a lot of like Broadway sensibility or even like comedy sensibility rep- represented at play Louisville. Um, and so I was a little nervous, but, um, the people love it. So I keep doing it. <laughs> you're very entertaining and your voice is like, amazing. I love Thank that. you. I really appreciate that. I've spent a lot of fucking time on it and a lot of money, bitch. <laughs> By the right? way, if you want to help me pay for my student loans, my Venmo is at Gilda Wabbit. Thank you there so much. Don't worry. We're going to revisit that in just a few minutes. <laughs> I like to throw my Venmo out at any given point in this show. Oh. <laughs> Why? Because we're unemployed. That's right. <laughs> I do I do hair all week at uh, the salon in Germantown called Flood and Fern. And I literally, the other day, was paying my rent. And I was like, I forgot how much money Tracy actually brings in. And now I'm like, I'm ready to go back to work, even though I work six days a week. Right. Christ. Oh, it's the worst. You're it's fun, though. Have a good time. Um, so where did your name come from, then? Ah, oh, I love this question. <laughs> um, so I, I had had two previous drag names, right? 
So my very first one when she was like a baby drag queen experimenting in her living room was Amanda, spelled A. M A N D U H. Amanda. Amanda. Uh, and uh, at the time, I was uh, sleeping with this really lovely uh, trans person, and they were like, hey, listen, I think that name is a little transphobic, and I don't think that's your intention. Because, like, just because you have an Adam's apple and broad shoulders doesn't make you a man necessarily. And I was like, oh, I had not, of course, I hadn't thought about that. Like, I had not thought about that. I'm so sorry. And so then I was like, cool, okay. So I, I, I have an opera background. I'm from the South and I'm like funny. So let me mash up uh, Beverly Sills, who is an opera singer who I love, one of the greatest American divas, shares my birthday, May 25th. Thank you, Gemini's. Um, and also um, Beverly Leslie, who's Leslie Jordan's character I in Will and Grace. And so I was Beverly Leslie Sills for a long time. And I was like, Ooh, how nice. I got a nice pageant name with three la- three names in it. <laughs> yes, it's, the three. Right. It sounds like I'm from a family, even though I'm not, because no one will adopt me because my eyebrow <laughs> coverage is terrible. Um, <laughs> and then um, in, in New York, I, it was really competitive. And I had sort of hit this like plateau where I couldn't break through. And I was like, okay. Like, you're a good singer, you're a good entertainer, you can't buy any more expensive drag because you're still poor, so what can you do to get more people on your side? And, like, Beverly Leslie Sills is a long name that's hard to pronounce and hard to spell, and, like, the references don't always click in everyone's head, right? It doesn't sound, it's, it's not a pun name, it's just a name. And so I was like, all right, we gotta try some branding stuff, you know what I mean? Let's get some branding going on in here and, like, actually be intentional about it. And so, (laughs) yes, come on. And so I remember that something that I really loved when I was little was Bugs Bunny, Mm -hmm. always in drag. And there's an episode called What's Opera Doc, where they do Wagner's The Ring Cycle. And in it, Elmer Fudd sings, killed a wabbit, killed a wabbit, killed a wabbit. And so I was like, oh, fuck, that's a name, Gilda Wabbit. And like, I love Jessica Rabbit. I'm always a redhead because I love Rita Hayworth and there's a movie she's in called Gilda. And I'm also a dumb comedian. So it sounds like Gilda Radner. So there mm-hmm. are all these references that anyone can mm-hmm. catch on to in the name. And also nobody was named Gilda Wabbit on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Yes! <laughs> and I bought the domain. So, um, so I, I like that name came out of sort of like a necessity for like fresher branding, something a little sexier, a little funnier. Um, And also it still hit all the references that I thought were important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love it because anytime someone hears it, they'll understand like a different point. And I can get a sense of who that audience member is based on what in the name they latch on to. I love that. That Yeah. What a fun name. I had no idea. That no, was... I th- I thought of something with a rabbit. That's what when I heard rabbit, I was not not necessarily Elmer Fudd, but I like Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, yeah then... Jessica Rabbit. I also have like a magician thing. I love like t- like tuxedo coats, so it's very like pulling the rabbit out of the hat mm-hmm. sometimes too. Mm-hmm. You know, love it. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, a, that's um, a great there's way nothing better so than far. having your name on all of the platforms. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, OnlyFans, Chatterbait. Absolutely. Grubhub. Demon Demon Time. Oh my my butt.com. Oh my butt, girl. (laughs) Oh my butt.com. I am so tired of Pornhub bringing up oh my butt. Right? Oh my God. 
No one else ever gets what that is reference. It's a pop-up from Pornhub. Oh. And it's so annoying because like I want to be able to go back to mm-hmm. the page I was searching, but now I have to close out and start all over again. <laughs> right. My dick goes soft because I'm frustrated. Where are the poppers in the cock ring? <laughs> There's isn't there one where it's the guy like talks to you like, do you bet you want this dick? Oh, yes. It's always like, are you tired of watching porn? Well, you can make it if you go to the live right now. Where he's like, do you want to fuck my little ass? Like, no, I'm good. You're not very charismatic or a good actor. Very angry. I mean, I don't watch porn for the storylines anymore, but. (laughs) Anymore. Oh, I still do. I always want to find out about like stepdad stumbles upon his son (laughs) masturbating in a park and then decides I should fuck his butt. And I love all the dialogue leading up to that. Like, hey, son, nice cock. Want to put it in my mouth? (laughs) Yeah. I always love when the stepdad is like, let's get, uh, let's do this before your mom comes home. And then the, the stepdad will take his shirt off and he's supposed to be straight. And he has like a sun on his belly button. It's yeah. like, that's, sir, no man. He takes his pants off and there's just fuck me on his butt cheek. Yeah. Come dump. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of those. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> I'm taking out of the fantasy very quick. Just grab my dick. Right. You're, God. Oh, God. Porn is great. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite art piece that's happening right now it's it's one of the only art pieces that are still happening right now exactly it's like picasso had his blue period i'm having my pornhub period (laughs) yeah you can just jackson pollock all over the place exactly oh my god and far away i mean it's just a big old or up close is a big old mess but far away it's beautiful art it's art that's what my face is in drag yeah, <laughs> girl, same. Talking about eyebrows earlier. It's gorgeous. Talking about early, eyebrows earlier. Sometimes mine are really like really nice and soft, and then some days it's just full jiff, like peanut mm, butter, chunky yeah. brow. It's great, especially when it's hot outside. Love it. Listen, I shave the little tails off my brows, so I don't have to glue them anymore. Mm-hmm. A godsend. A godsend. I have the longest eyebrows. Like I'm already getting my grandpa's eyebrows where they hang down. It's really fun to glue down. So when you glue them down, they're up here. Every, yeah, every once in a while, I was just gluing them up. I'm like, girl, maybe we should trim them. <laughs> no, I like them. Okay. But if you trim them, they like they don't lay down as easy. Yeah, you need them to be a certain length. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if like six inches is that long, but like, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know if eyebrow braids are what you need, but <laughs> sure. That's a journey. It's my own personal journey. I love it. Speaking of journeys, mm. what the store you- that's no longer available? Yes. I love bands. It's my favorite. <laughs> oh my God. Um, what has been your favorite moment in drag up until now? Oh, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Dig deep, mama. <laughs> my favorite moment was hungover on I-60. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's really tough for me. Like, okay. So I, I, I've been really grateful and lucky to have like a lot of cool shit come my way. You know what I mean? Um, but I think probably my favorite thing that I've ever gotten to do was nightgowns with Sasha Velour. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was really what started my like doing opera in drag journey. Um, mm-hmm. Because I I tweeted randomly one day like, uh, oh, oh, oh. So I, I had gone to Philadelphia um, to do a, a, a salon for the Philadelphia Young Opera Patrons Group. 
um, just because I had some connections there. And I was like, I never get to sing opera anymore. I would love to do that. And I did it. And I tweeted that night, like, had so much fun doing this. I really, really would love to sing classical music in drag for like a bigger audience. And a bunch of people on Twitter were started tagging Sasha Velour and retweeting it and being like, Sasha, book Gilda for nightgowns. And I was like, that would be great. Well, like a nice dream. Maybe I should like find Sasha Valora's email and just like shoot it at her. But before I could even do that, I, at like 2.30 a.m., I got a message in my Twitter DMs. Gilda, we want to book you for nightgowns. Um, I, I saw this tweet. This sounds like a great idea. When are you available? Um, Damn. Yeah, I was it was it was like it was like kismet like. And, and, and I had worked with Sasha before. I had booked her at a show of mine. Now, why Sasha Velour decided to work for me in the fucking West Village in a basement in New York City, I do not know. <laughs> for like $35, I do not know. Um, it's the art. It's right. the art. It's, it's, it's the beauty of drag. Um, but, Love but, it. but we knew each other, like we were acquainted. And, and so it was really cool. And so I got to do it. And I we had this moment where... Um, where I went on stage to do my number and I had made a joke in my bio that Sasha read about like opera being dumb. You know what I mean? And so I started to sing and I think the audience thought I was going to do a comedy lip sync. And so they thought I was lip syncing. And so they laughed. And then I heard someone in the audience say, wait, is that her voice? And the whole audience went, <gasps> and it was just like magic for the rest of the three minutes because they were just like on the edge of their seats, listening to me do this. And, 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 to be honest, in the classical music world, I kind of always felt like a joke. Like I never felt like I was taken seriously. Um, and, and and so that moment was really affirming because it was like, oh, you're doing this. But now that you're like in a dress and you're in a space for built by and built for queer people, you're not a joke anymore. Like you, you can be taken seriously. Um, and it was extremely powerful. And, and so that was one of the most fun moments and also one of the most important moments for me as an artist. That's, That's amazing. Incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. It's just amazing what one email will do. Honestly, honestly, it was so cool. And like, I, like, I'm not like close with Sasha or Johnny or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but like every time I run into them, I'm like just singing their praises because it was amazing. And the, the whole show, Lipsinka was there. She's like an idol of mine. Um, yeah. Bitch Pudding had just won Dragula and she was on the cast. Um, Crim Fatale was in the cast. Neon Calypso. Like it was just this huge, amazing array of people uh, who were all people I looked up to. And I was like, oh, and Vander Von Odd was there. I was like, why the fuck do what? I belong here? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. And it, it, uh, it really felt validating, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Wow. Really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so pre-pandemic, did you do a lot of traveling? Um, yes. Okay. I actually, I actually, my my last weekend of work before the pandemic was not in Louisville. It was in New York City. Um, and my my boyfriends were like, "Do not go." And I was like, "I mean, I don't know." Like at the time, people were like, "People are getting sick, but like it's okay." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I don't really know if it's gonna be that big a deal." And like. I was there and I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I had two gigs on Sunday, one in the morning and one at night, and a gig on Monday night. And all three of those gigs were canceled because the bars shut down while I was in New York. And I like freaked out and like spent $200 to get a ticket home as fast as I could. I gotta go. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not staying till Wednesday. Fuck this bullshit. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, and got out of there. But yeah, I traveled a lot. I mean, I I I I worked in uh, a lot of places, but mostly in New York and Chicago, and then in Louisville. Now, um, I have not been to the West Coast yet, and I hope after the pandemic is over, I can do Seattle, Portland, LA. That would be super dope. Um, but I just haven't had the opportunity. That would Where be awesome. in Chicago? Um, I worked a lot with, uh, I, I worked a lot at Berlin. Um, oh, yeah. I, I did a lot of shows um, in Chicago um, and they were a really good time. I worked with a lot of great people and the audiences mm-hmm. in Chicago are super cool. Um, and actually when all, it, it, you, have you all talked about that on the podcast at all or like been over we, it? We haven't yet. Um, yeah. But before we do, actually my last show that I performed in was at Berlin yeah. <laughs> before the pandemic. So yeah. yeah. Um, but no, we have not talked about that yeah. yet. So for, for for your audience, if you if you weren't aware, the 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 um when the pandemic was going on and as Black Lives Matter was picking up steam, the mm-hmm. black performers in Chicago formed well, some of the black performers in Chicago, particularly the ones who work in Boys Town, formed the Chicago Black Drag Council and had mm-hmm. a town hall um to discuss their their grievances and the things that have happened to them um and sort of the way they've been tokenized as black performers by these white producers and these white venue owners. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. And it, and it was actually really important for me as someone who was um, who was really close with Kat and T-Rex to watch because, because it's really important uh, as, as people who at, are attempting allyship to hold your friends and family accountable. And, mm-hmm. and when you can't, to watch them be held accountable and to uh, understand why they're being held accountable. So that was really interesting. Um, and I think really important. Yeah, I, I watched it too. Um, T-Rex is a very good friend of mine. And, yeah. um, you know, I feel like you have to take you have to take responsibility for mistakes that you've made. And I also feel like sometimes, though, like we have to learn. And, and watching that happen, I, my heart was breaking for her because you know her. Like she's not trying to intentionally hurt anyone's career or feelings or anything like that. Um, but I also see the Chicago Council's view of it. I, 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 you know, I want, it's so upsetting to me to see my friends that are especially people of color feel like they're never validated, never good enough, and they have to continue to fight. It's, it's, it's disgusting to me that, and it's also disgusting in my own life that I'm having to wake up and like realize I'm not racist, but it's ingrained in me over centuries that like just because I'm a white person I have more privilege and absolutely really hard to come to terms with that but also you know we have to watch our mouths and we have to realize like sometimes we say things in the moment and we're not thinking and sometimes you have to unfortunately be held accountable for that absolutely especially as drag queens like a bunch of what we do is improv and quick and on the mic and blah 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 blah. and we're not always thinking we don't have time to think before we say it um and uh don't you feel like a lot of times there was this thing that went around for a few years of like the excuse of drag queens can say whatever they want because because they're drag queens and it doesn't matter how offensive it is but in reality, like I would never speak that way in my own personal life. Why do I get to get away with it on a microphone? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think that's that's something that's sort of shifting in the drag world is that when we were more underground, we were we were more um, subversive, and in those subversive spaces, a lot of people 
got away with a lot of harmful things mm-hmm. because they said, I'm being subversive. You know what I mean? Right. But I now mean, that yeah. we're in the light and it's more mainstream, we're realizing that like racist jokes and jokes about mental illness and and mm-hmm. and all this stuff, if, if it doesn't come from a place of like your own personal experience, it can be harmful. And you can't mm-hmm. say, I'm being, I'm just being subversive. You need right. to be thoughtful of your audience. And that's that's a hard line to tread. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's a hard, it's a hard place to be in when you're just, especially when people are saying things around you, it's hard to not get caught up in some things that are said like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 and in it's general, also, oh, it's, please. It's, I'm sorry. It's also hard to like, look at your friend that is, you can tell is having a good time and may have said something. And in that moment, be like, fuck all this. You need to stop talking. Like sometimes a lot of people aren't that, aren't that equipped with that kind of quickness do you know right. do you, does that make sense it does make sense and I, th- I think that's a struggle for us because and it, it's not just always about comedy it's also sometimes sometimes about like like production and the way people mm-hmm. are paid and and like I, I have been complicit in the past as like a white person saying like mm-hmm. okay this is how this space is run I've been invited here I should not say something do you know right. what I mean right um but I feel but, the same way I, every time I've ever been booked anywhere else I just kind of like I'm not unfriendly, but I don't know what the what the like norm. The is. yeah, I don't know what's going on, so I just kind of hide in the corner. Right, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Because um, I don't want to step on toes and not be invited back. Like I don't. That's you know. Right, and and that's on us. Like yeah. for, with you and I, sort of sitting in the back corner and trying to get the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Often we we didn't say things when they needed to. Maybe I don't know about your situation, but like I I'm sure. I, I have, I have I have apologized to people because I have literally sat and been like <laughs> I don't know what to say and, or right, do so right. I just like and, walk away or hide or something. And yeah. the answer is if we had spoken up earlier there might mm-hmm. have been tension in the moment but we also could have stopped some harm from happening and maybe stopped like friends of ours from getting in more trouble because we as white yeah. people went and said hey white person don't do this fucked up thing. Yeah. Bef- before the black people had to be like, well, no one's calling them out. And now we're all upset because you've done all this terrible shit to us. Mm-hmm. So now we finally have to do something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. To be honest, I think that that racism is infused in all of the drag scenes across the country. And we all need to take a good, hard look at ourselves. Because I, mm-hmm. I remember when I worked in New York City, all of the producers all of the showrunners, except for like two or three people in New York, where there's like a hundred gay bars, mm-hmm. were white. You know what I mean? And when I came to Louisville and I was working with Leah and Rita and China and Diana and 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 uh, Bianca, and when I came out to Nashville and worked with you all and saw Sasha and saw Nicole and worked with Didi, I was like, oh my God, these are not just like cisgendered white men. This is like an actually diverse group yeah. of people how come when i was in new york one of the most diverse cities in the world i was just working with like fucking white dudes you know what i mean yeah. and th- that, that that's like a problem that we have that i mean it's not my job anymore i'm not in new york but like that we have to address you know what i mean absolutely i mean i i i'm so grateful for play because you know there is it's very diverse all the way around but i have been a part of other shows where i'm like it's six white girls there's no kings. There's no trans girls. There's nothing. I mean, it's right. six white girls basically doing all the same thing. 
Like, hi, hello. We're gonna do Lana Del Rey and Billie Eilish all night. We're doing, yeah. Oh, but oh, yeah. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Which I do, Billie Eilish. But <laughs> girl, my future, my future. That is in my yeah. future set list, bitch. <laughs> can't wait till third show for me to walk around sadly for three yes. minutes. Yes. Oh my God. I can't wait to have green roots. Right. My, yes. my <laughs> Like uh, Mike's chair is actually sponsored by Billie Eilish. So. Oh, we love, we love. I love, I love William Eilish. William Eilish I, is my oh favorite. Oh God, Eilish. he's just—they're just so great. Mm-hmm. Where do you go when you fall asleep? <laughs> um, I'm not familiar with. Ms. It's Eilish's a work. what is that question called? Rhetorical. Yeah, it's mean? rhetorical. My SAT words today. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you're right. Like we have to do better, and I, I see. My thing is, I guess. I, I guess one of my things of being complicit is I was always raised, it doesn't matter what you look like, you, it's your character. That's mm-hmm. how you should assess you, the people that you surround yourself with. So I always was just like, I don't, it doesn't matter to me, anything like that. And hearing myself say that, it sounds so white. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. So white. And so whenever, I mean, whenever people were like, we need more, I of course was like, well, duh, why wouldn't we? That's uh, diversity is fun, but also how white of me to say things like that. Right. And, and, and yeah. And the problem is, is that I think the problem is, is that racism is institutional. Mm -hmm. So even, and we talked about that a little bit earlier, even when you're not intending to be anti-black or even when you're not intending i mean it, it goes to other other groups as well that are marginalized even when you're not intending to be sexist even when you're intending to be anti-trans because the system on on a global level but especially at our country the whole country at a country level oh, is yeah. is set up like that um you can not think you're racist and still uphold that status quo i mean yeah. I, I, i'm doing a lot of self searching and I'm trying really hard to like listen to a lot of black voices because even though I've been I mean I I was the future liberals want meme and I like talked a lot about politics for a long time and I was like interviewed by all these people and politics has been an important part of my platform just because that's important to me and I think about it all the time does not mean that I'm getting it right and it doesn't mean that I can't change and I can't do better and sometimes if someone says Gilda that was racist I have to sit back and listen and I can't get defensive and say, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. Right. I have to I, sit back and take that. I feel like it's I, I, I feel like it's one of those things of like, whenever someone says, oh, you can't say that, you have to, I, I get kind of like, like appalled. Like, how dare you think that I would say that? But you're right. It's just so ingrained in our bodies and our minds and, a, and the way we were brought up, especially in the South. Mm-hmm. That like, I mean, it's just, it's unintentional, but it's still there. And it's yeah, and and hurtful it, it, to our friends, and that to me is the worst part. Is yeah. that people that we are friends with, and text, and and hang out with, and go to dinner with, or spend the night with, or are in relationships with? It's just one of those things of like how shitty of me to be hurtful to you and not even be aware. Right, and and unfortunately, intent is often less important than impact. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Yeah, it's it's you know and. Um, and, and we just have to sort of like get over our defensiveness and get over the guilt and shame and say, cool, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do the fucking work. Yep. Thank you for clocking me. Thank you for calling me out. Um, I'm going to try to do better. And if I don't do better, keep holding me accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Because sometimes you like you just have to tell your friend like, hey, 
shut the fuck up for five minutes and pay attention to other people. Right, like, right. <laughs> well, shut the fuck up now. Um, yeah. On that note, let's all shut the fuck up and take a quick break. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> recording okay now we are <laughs> okay great. Funny. welcome back from the break there we go there yes yeah we're back um we were just discussing um hate watching twilight oh, go yeah. for it okay two things i want to know i have questions about right in the book she describes edward as being like a statue like he's like hard but he's yeah. always like she, whenever bella hugs him you can tell that like he moves like his skin moves that annoys me and two <laughs> Was all of this trouble about ruining our legacy worth a 17-year-old boring-ass brunette white girl? Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing Tracy, that's called white privilege. That's what we were talking about a little bit ago. That's white privilege. This is the transition. <laughs> right. If, if... <laughs> <laughs> okay. These movies are terrible. It's Absolutely not the movies. Terrible. It's the wigs. The wigs in the movies are awful. I and cannot, the acting. I cannot wait to hate watch it now that I'm a drag queen so I know what the wigs are. Because like Girl. when I was in high school, I was just like, oh, I don't know anything about anything. Wow, Rosalie looks great as a blonde. Right. Girl. Um, what you need to do now is watch the 4K ones. Even uh, if you don't have a no. 4K television. Oh, girl. Legs. Lace, lace lines. The entire Stickening. fucking movie. It's great. Stickening. I, I live. love Twilight so much. <laughs> So much it's uncomfortable. <laughs> the more time I spend around drag queens, the more I could notice things like that. Mm -hmm. And then also when face makeup doesn't match your neck, the entire movie drives all of them. Insane. All of them. Like I'll point out like a commercial, like girl, your foundation. And Cody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> all the time. Yeah. All, oh, well, both of my boyfriends are like, you've ruined everything for me by like teaching me about drag. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Why well, do you think I'm so hateful all the time? <laughs> Everything my, is wrong. I walk around the, bothered. Why am I the Grinch? My heart has always been three sizes too small. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. That is so, I'm so glad I finally found someone to hate watch Twilight with. Absolutely. It's going to be a, a saga. We should read the new book out loud. <gasps> okay. I'm in. Sun? I'm in. Uh, it's, it's called Midnight Sun, and it's the entire story. From Edward's perspective. From Edward's perspective. Why do I give the whole thing in one book? Yeah. Okay, well, why couldn't the first book? Well, do you know the drama about Midnight Sun, right? Tell me the drama. Years Tell ago, me. 2000, I think it was like 2008, when the movies were coming out and the, the books were already out, but uh, the movies were getting like huge, like the phenomenon was going on. Stephanie Myers was writing Midnight Sun and then somebody leaked it, like the manuscript... Oh. And so she wrote on her website, you'll never get to read this whole book because someone leaked it. The drama. And girl, I guess that money ran out because now we get to read it. Right. It's all right. Stephanie Meyer is just like a half-assed fan artist who like got celebrated by... That is also white privilege. That, <laughs> that, is, that is why the whole book is about vampires loving some dumb, stupid 17-year-old yes. brunette girl is because Stephanie Meyer is that girl. Oh, she saw the one tall guy in her high school and, and imagined this entire thing. What was it true. originally 
was fan fiction for something. Fan fiction? No, Fifty Shades of Grey was fan fiction for Twilight. Oh, that's how it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Stephanie Meyer. You're not I'm a bad sorry. fan artist. Gilda, you're just Gilda, a you're bad wrong. Writer. Gilda, you're wrong. Gilda, you're wrong in this writer. moment. <laughs> There's one scene. Okay, here we, we oh can talk God. about Twilight for an hour. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, now we will. Um, there's a scene in uh, in New Moon where Bella and her dad are having dinner. Nope, I'm sorry. It's wrong. It's Twilight. They're having dinner at the restaurant. And Stephanie Meyer is the woman at the bar sitting there. And the waitress goes, here's your vegetables. <laughs> and, like She just like looks at the camera like, thank you. Why do you know, know these that? Things? Why do I know these things? Because you I watch, watch weekly. these movies weekly. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh-huh. What's your favorite one with the movies? Oh, oh, oh. The last one, because it's the worst. It's, I, it's so fun to watch. So good. It's the last so one was, the, I did read the books, I'll be honest. I read all the books. The last one was the best book. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I, my favorite was always Eclipse, but Breaking Dawn was the best. And it didn't need to be two movies. No, it, it never no. needs to be. But th- but they always do that. They split up the Harry Potter movies, the Hunger it, Games, the Hunger like, Games. It's, it is that? it is yeah. the region like the Divergent films did not go any further because we were all exhausted, <laughs> exhausted by all of these oh, YA so books being adapted. Oh, I oh I fell asleep during Divergent. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Um, well, because they were all just riffs off of. Oh, there's everything. Games. Yeah, everything else. Um, did yeah, you and did you realize that right now it's not actually a pandemic? This is just a reality TV show we're all in, which is a riff off of the fucking Hunger Games. It's the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're. I mean, Washington D.C. is the capital right now. I'm waiting for Stanley Tucci to walk out in a fucking pink wig. Yeah. Like, I'm, where is Elizabeth Banks? I ah. want her here. Oh my god! If she showed I up at my, my house, if she showed up at my house and she was like, "Guess what?" I'd be like, "I'm in." I don't care what it is. I'm in. <laughs> Watch me die first because yeah, I cannot defend myself. How dramatic! I feel like I would have the most dramatic death on purpose. Like I would be the, I would want to be the one. Like when they in catch it when catching fire when uh-huh. I was surrounded by water. I would want to be the first one to be like bye and like jump in the water first. I live. I or live. Have, or like have them all shoot me with something and then jump in the water and mm-hmm. do one of those like dramatic fall ins. Yeah. I just want to like be in the Hunger Games so I can like get caught jerking off on camera. <laughs> because like, do you know what I'm doing when I'm stressed? I jerk off a lot. So I'm yeah. like, good, no one's around. Oh God. <laughs> when PETA was laying in the creek, that's exactly what he was doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm hidden right now so I can jack it. Right, look at me, I'm a paint decorator. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That would be me. I'd be like, I would survive by disguising myself as a capital person. I'm 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 now I'm now one of those little drop ships giving you supplies. <laughs> I would want I would want someone to send me something of that that was like totally unnecessary, like a CD without a CD player. A little bit of lip balm. Or like a Walkman with no batteries. That's like, funny. God damn it. Right. And it's not even like the new headphones with right. the iPhone. It's like a old, old school one. Yeah. Tracy, we heard you wanted to blow something, so we're sending you an N64 game. I wouldn't even know what that is. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, oh that was God. great. Are you two done? Welcome back to our Twilight podcast, <laughs> Gilda and Tracy. <laughs> Last season, everyone was trying to get rid of you. Now they're going to be getting rid yeah, of me. Yeah. Didi, when Didi was on the show, Didi goes, so Mike, 
Um, did you just have a podcast and you needed somebody to join you? Oh, uh, <laughs> like, read her for read me on air. It was great. I love yeah. it. I love Dee Dee. She's my favorite. Did you see? Um, you you know who um, DJ Phil is, right? Yeah. Phil. Okay. So he posted Barbie has a new line of Funko Pop. Funko Pop. And there, um, there's her- one Barbie that looks just like Dee Dee in That's like a pink nighty. Funny. It's in a peach ball gown that she wears every fucking. I'm looking for it right now. I'm so excited. Oh my god, we need to post it. Because I have seen. I did one show, one show in Nashville, and I have seen that peach ball gown. <laughs> she did did she do love story with it because that's after, usually what she does she did love story right after she did on the pontoon <laughs> no not on the pontoon <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna oh bring god. this over to you oh it's coming to the camera the reaction here we, we go yes oh bitch it is <laughs> That's so sickening. That's so fun. Pearl earring. Uh, just one. Uh, yeah. Just one. Listen, that's all you need when you have tits like that, okay? Yeah. Oh my god. When you look that beautiful, there's there's really nowhere else to go. Right. A little it's bit of gloss, true. an eyelash, done. A blue liner. That was her favorite for a while. A blue liner. Oh, I, I love a blue liner because it's like a liner you can't see from stage. Yeah. Like <laughs> the audience does not know it's blue, sis. The audience never knows what I'm doing, so it's fine. That's <laughs> when, funny. One time we had a guest talking and I got up to go pee. <laughs> That's happened twice. Why are you talking about twice? I don't know. No one knows what I'm doing. Oh. Tracy has adult ADHD and she's yeah. not medicated for oh, it. Girl, for those who really couldn't knew. see what we were doing, Tammy with Tammy. Tammy. God damn it. Tracy, Tammy. I will only call you Tammyotomy from now on. It's Tammyectomy. Tammyectomy. <laughs> hey! Everybody, that's what everyone calls me now. I'm highly considering changing my name to Tammyectomy. I love well, I love a name change, bitch. I love a name change. <laughs> um Tracy was fondling with her headphones, couldn't put them back on. Oh so, yeah. yeah. But when we when we were recording remotely, like full remotely, um, one time she got up and she was using her um, AirPods, went to the bathroom, and we were talking with someone, and she just started peeing. We, said, <laughs> we can fucking hear you. <laughs> Tracy, sit down like a lady. Jesus. Uh, not at my house. And I just That's pee on the walls funny. there. That's <laughs> work She's got puppy pads everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Full newspaper. I have to have something to read while I'm doing my business. Oh, doing your business. That's my business. <laughs> Yeah. All business ex- is closed except for Tracy's business, okay? Oh, heavy. I wish my business was open. Fuck. There but. was this boy that walked, he was walking his dog today, and I, it was my one time that I've realized that I've become the old creepy man in the neighborhood, where I was, Did like, hiding behind my mini blinds, like, looking just one eye open. Oh, he was so Oh, no. Oh, no. Hi, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wave like a white, like, delicate, like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of boys, um, you've mentioned a couple times now. You have two boyfriends. Two. You have two boyfriends. Yes. Um, Well, having two boyfriends is a privilege for a woman like me because Uh. I need a lot of attention. Um, No, it's actually it's super great. I mean, I mean, listen, it's it's wonderful because they're both super supportive and they both they both got to know me. uh, They were fans first before they became friends and then boyfriends, um, which is really cool because very often when um, someone likes Gilda, they 
only like Gilda. And so, like, if they want to fuck, they, like, only want to fuck in drag. And, like, that's fine. Like, I'm hot as a woman. You know what I mean? And, like, I love feeling like a woman. So that's great. But, like, they they were really interested in my drag as, like, from an artist. But they were also really interested in getting to know me. Um, and they actually, they got to know me from the T podcast. Um, nice. Yeah, because I, I, I had, uh, I had done they like they they've they seen me to that episode actually yeah 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 Yeah. um and um and it was really cool because like it really it was crazy because they had been watching me at play for a while because they had all moved here at the same time that i moved here like we we all moved to (laughs) louisville without knowing each other at the same time and they started coming to play and they saw me and then uh like a year later i tapped one of them on grinder um, because 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 they were five one and had a great beard and I love nothing more than like a sexy hobbit you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and then and then when they were like oh Gilda's interested in us they started like listening to my podcast and then the small one the five one one with the beard um, they followed me to Austin Texas they were in Texas already but like oh. they came to Austin because after they were in San Antonio I think or Dallas um, to see me do drag there um, and. Um, and then we like ended up going on a date while we were in Austin and it was like amazing. And I was like, um, and they were like, yeah. And I, and you know, my boyfriend and I was like, oh, oh, you're both cute. Let me, let me impress you both. <laughs> this is so nice. Um, and it's Hi. been wonderful. Yeah. That just, that sounds like heaven to me. So they were together and you were brought into the fold. Yes. They, they had been together for five years um when I and I and I started dating uh this the short one first mm-hmm. we we sort of count ourselves starting dating in Austin um even though it wasn't like a hey don't be my boyfriend it was sort of just like oh we're going on a date and then we just like never stopped talking to each other you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then um for Valentine's Day the both of them took me to see Tracy Mattel in concert in Columbus, Ohio, oh because that night I had a gig in Columbus as well. And so we all went and it was really cute and really fun. And then the next day, um, the tall one said, hey, I didn't want to ask you on Valentine's Day, but like, do you want to be my boyfriend too? And I was like, yes, like both of you are re- like, like, first of all, fuck, thank you for being interested in me at all and second of all both of you are so cool and so lovely and so kind to me and and like not to be too serious but like i haven't really oh i'm getting emotional i haven't really gotten a lot of um right it happened i haven't really gotten a lot of um kindness from my past partners you know what i mean and i haven't i haven't found uh, people who appreciated me for like all that I am they just appreciated like a small portion of me and so like like with my ex-husband like I lived a lot of my life away from him on purpose because I felt like I couldn't be all of me at home you know um and so and so suddenly there wasn't just one person who was interested in all of me there were two people and they like wanted to support me and they wanted me to to succeed and they wanted me to be happy and 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 um and I I didn't really feel like, I mean, I still don't really feel like I deserve it all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I'm, I'm wildly grateful and um, they're that's, really amazing. That's amazing. That's adorable. Yeah. I love that. I feel the same way. I feel like a lot of relationships that I've had have been very um, take more than give and take. Mm-hmm. Like, or they would like, they would like David, but they don't like Tracy or they would, be sexually into Tracy, which I 
Tracy to me is not, she's on stage. She's not, mm-hmm. a, she's mm-hmm. not a sexual being in any way. So they would like lose interest very quickly. But right. like, you know, like the, I told Mike this earlier because I was thinking about it because I like to dwell on things. On my fitness journey. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the last two relationships I've had have been guys that take, 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 and just, I mean, there's, it's always something. It's always, I need this. I need this. You got to pay this. You got to pay this. Like, um, and then, and then in return, it's also me saying, well, I'll pay for that for you. I'll do that for you. Like mm-hmm. it's never like a nurturing on my side. It's always, mm-hmm. I want to take care of someone. Um, but they both left me and then immediately had boyfriends <laughs> like, right. Like within days. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't understand that. Do you um, think it's you? Do you is think that it's you're me? A- no, no, no. Is that why you're asking this? What do you mean? Ooh. I, sorry. I, we were talking about this. When we were texting, you were like, yeah. I want to talk about it. But why are you, are you, sorry, I'm jumping the gun here. You're fine. I'm just asking, do you think it's something that you're doing? Ooh, can can, can I jump in? in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because That's why you're here, Mama. When, when you're talking about this experience, it sounds very parallel to what I experienced, right? Mm-hmm. And and the journey that I'm on right now is is that when I get into relationships, so often my identity becomes about that person. Do you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yep, and and that leads to an unhealthy sort of codependency. And, and I, I, I mean, my, my ex-husband was also really codependent with me. So like we stayed together for a long time until I like was taught that like what was happening to me was fucked up. You know what I mean? But it, 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 it is a bit of you and I and not the other person because we're allowing ourselves to be treated like that. And when we allow ourselves to be treated like that and we come to the situation with like a level of self-confidence that mm-hmm. allows us to be treated like that, we will only be res- like, so, like we will only be nabbed by people who want to take advantage of us. Because, uh, I, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. the people who have the self-confidence to say like, I don't want to be treated like that. And also I don't want to treat you like that will, will not. Well, they're like on a different place. They're in a different place than us. You know what I mean? And I, I my, my boyfriends, I'm really lucky. Like, like, have experience like my, the the small boyfriend has experience with relationships like I had been in where where they were really taken advantage of and so I think they saw me and also saw who I could be if I was in a space where I was supported and also told like it's great that you want to take care of us but be your own fucking person and right. like and like took a chance on me because of that you know what I mean and that's right amazing. yeah I love that like I I don't know I mean I I fall into the same pattern. Like I always tend to go for the same person. And like I said, they ended, it ended the same way. And the relationship was basically the same thing. Right. Absolutely. Both times. Do you think maybe. Can I speak? Yeah. <laughs> no, Mike, we're not allowed to talk on the show. Now, now we're all like, wait, can we do this? Can we yeah. talk? Are we Absolutely. talking? I love um, this. this. Welcome to Tracy's great. therapy session. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so much cheaper <laughs> than my therapist. <laughs> do you think. Maybe that's a sign that maybe you should have ended the relationship before it ended. Yeah. yeah. Because they had clearly mentally checked out. If oh, they absolutely. were already on to another person. Absolutely. My last one, like, I don't know why I stayed as long as I did. I, it was just a constant, like, well, you know, I don't think he's been able to but my do this on his, yeah, my CD, a bit, my CDs. Like, what am I going to do? Like, it was, everything was in my name. Everything was uh-huh. everything. Like, I, uh-huh. 
because you're not going to, you're not going to kick. I'm not going to be homeless if we get out of this. And like, I would always be like, well, he doesn't have anywhere to go or, you know, he, his job sucks or like, it was always an excuse of, I'm just going to sit here and take it and take it and take it and take it. And then I was literally miserable. Yeah. Like I got tired of listening to myself talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not right now though, apparently. <laughs> well, you're outside of the situation now. Yeah. So. Like I'm on, I'm so much You've happier now. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Listen, I wish you the best. Cause that shit is tough. It's tough. And, you know, I always worry about, like, talking about that kind of stuff on air because I know one of them listens. Well, Maybe both of them. Girl. But I also feel like if you're going to post photos on your Instagram of your new boyfriend and say that you're in love after a right. month, then I'm going to talk shit about it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I had to I had to block my ex-husband and all of his friends because oh. there was one there was one day I posted a picture of me and my tall boyfriend and then I got this nasty phone call about my new fuck boy and blah blah blah, blah. and I was like what's happening cuz I had already like he had already unfollowed me and apparently all of his friends were like sending him screenshots of my fucking life yeah. and I was like get out go away right. you like it's, <laughs> it's always friends that you I would never liked that yes, like, are like always. messaging me or something about stuff yeah. I'm like, what the f- leave me alone. I didn't like you. We didn't like each other on purpose. Right. Like it, you did cocaine did in front of your seven-year-old daughter away. Oh, bitch. My husband Did we date the same person? My husband knows how to pick some fucking winners, okay? My husband <laughs> pick some winners. Uh, I know. Oh my God. I this one of mine, he had this friend, and I said from day one, she's in love with you. <laughs> like, she's in love with you. I, I can tell. And like he she would she drove a wedge in between us at the beginning mm-hmm. like i mean she, and i it was actively happening and i was like i don't want to a parmesan wedge or was it a cheddar wedge and uh like two years after we broke up he was like yeah she admitted that she was in love with me and i was like i'm always fucking right right this is all that's it right. too, bitch. Is that we don't trust our own intuition. We know yeah, and we nope. do not trust our gut. Mm-mm. I love this red flag that you're draping myself. Oh, in. bitch, yeah, always. That's... Oh, a red flag looks like a rose. I'm gonna put it in the blanket <laughs> with the other ones. Not just a flag, it's a fucking blanket, right. a factory, a banner. It's one of those right. banners that ha- why do you think I love wearing red so much? It's just I've been there surrounded by red flags my whole life. Yes, girl. I love it. I love it. There's a skit on SNL. It's Kristen Wiig and it's just, it's like a perfume ad and they're like, she's a dancer and then it'll just go red flag. It's amazing. <gasps> That's fucking funny. I want to find that now. That's fucking funny. Yeah, it's yeah. great. She just wants to hang out with the boys. She lived, what was it? She lived in Vegas for 10 years. Red flag. That's fucking <laughs> funny. Mine, mine, mine for my ex-husband will all have been like, he's just like a boring, mediocre white man who thinks he's too good for everybody. It's like, he was, he worked at the corporate J crew. Red flag. Yeah. His degree is in political science. Red flag. Mm-hmm. He only wants to buy freshwater pearls for his girl's friends, his girl, his female friends. Red flag. <laughs> he what? was a waiter at a restaurant that did made in, didn't make any money. Right. Red flag. He likes to buy expensive wine when he's working at when he's working retail. Red flag. <laughs> he was doing five Laura tabs a day. Red flag. Right. right. <laughs> oh, That's fucking funny. <laughs> he loves charcuterie boards. Red flag. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that <laughs> that <laughs> hate speech right there. Was that triggering? I blame fucking Lunchables. 
for my love Bitch, of cheese crackers. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I've never met a charcuterie board in my life. Uh, um, I love nuts. I love jism. I mean, um, jellies. Uh, I do love a nut. Uh-huh. Right, like right in this region. <laughs> Mm. She okay. for the audience out there, Tracy is pointing at her face. <laughs> right in her eyeballs. Right. I just it burns. <laughs> I saw a thing on Twitter yesterday and it was like, Do you ever shoot like a bottle of lotion up your ass so it feels like someone's coming oh, in God. your ride? Please make sure it's fragrance free. If anyone tries that, make sure it's fragrance free. The first time I had sex. <laughs> The guy didn't have lube, and we used cucumber melon No, lotion. bitch. Cucumber yeah. mint. Bad pussies on fire. Ooh. It was what it was like to chew five gum. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> that's funny. You would have just had, like, a little Swedish person in your ass going, Ricola. Oh, God, yes. I mean, that was... Oh, definitely. I was the lady that put five, a whole bag of jelly beans up her ass. Yeah. Yes, that was yeah. That was um, it. Do you? Did we answer your question? I know. We yeah. No, that was great. I love that. That was fun. Yeah. So we're gonna call. Stop out. Tell us about your trauma now. <laughs> what I've learned is stop giving my phone number to boys on Grinder. Yes. Yes. Uh, all we're gonna this, do a new section. This just in. Tracy ought to be yeah. murdered by stranger on Grinder. Yeah. I can only. Hope. <laughs> um, dramatic death. That's what I want. That's what I want. Um, what else did I learn this week? Um, You're better than that. You deserve better, better than, than, that. than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started talking to this guy. Stop looking and for the I, same. I, I started man. talking to this guy, and I think he's he's already a, like leaps and bounds better mm-hmm. to an uncomfortable degree that I'm like, eh. right? Don't don't sabotage it, bitch. Don't sabotage right. it. Oh. It's gonna happen. Right. I already know. I can Does tell. he listen to the show? Hmm? Does he listen to the show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, no. I don't. I don't think he does. That's funny. It's fine. It's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That was tips for Tammy. Tips for Tammy. Tammy, to me, everybody. Yes. All right. Let's do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go to stupid questions, oh, okay. you mentioned at the beginning meth and bananas. Oh, yes. okay. okay. Can we hear the story? Yeah, so this is a wild... This is what all the viewers have been waiting this for. This is a wild story. Um, okay, so when I was in New York City, um, I was... New York City? Yes. I, well, one of my coping mechanisms is... Uh, gross grinder hookups right mm-hmm. um oh, I love it, like i, love I don't do hard drugs i don't drink a lot of alcohol i just have a stupid amount of sex with stupid amount of people and uh the the uh coronavirus has been a really good time for me to be cold turkey about it you know what i mean and stop doing that shit. <laughs> um but um but but there was this evening where i was uh i was staying in my apartment and my husband was gone and our roommate was gone and i was bored and i was sad and i was like okay let's open up grinder and um this there were these two people and they were both messaging me and one of them was like i'm a bottom come fuck me and the other one was like i'm a top and i'm whoring out this bottom come fuck him and i was like oh this is kinky and fun sounds great so i i get their pictures they're both hot um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen their faces, but like it's grinder, so who the fuck cares? I'm just there for like dicks and ass. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I, all I want to do to your face is just put, put it in a pillow, put exactly. right over it. Yeah. Um, and then I, I get to the house, and I realize the top is a friend of mine, and he's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, and he's like, 
this is chill, right? And I was like, fuck yeah, I have sex with plenty of my friends. This is totally chill. Um, and so and so the bottom is there, and and I I I look over and I realize that the bottom is shooting up meth in the room. Um, oh my god! And he looks at me and he's like, "You want some?" And I was like, "No." And then he grabs a Gatorade bottle and was like, "You want some G instead?" And I was like, "No." Um, but I, but but in my brain. No. A buffet right, of, drugs. of drugs. But in my brain, I was like, I feel terrible. I still need to have sex so I feel validated. So I'm going to stay. You know what I mean? Um, so, Which is always the first indication that you should not stay. Oh, absolutely. Girl, I've had lots of sex for lots of wrong reasons, okay? <laughs> I, have, I have not had very much sex for the right reasons in my life. Um, same, 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 same. And, uh, <laughs> and um, the, the, the top and I are like, jerking off together and like making out and the bottom is like like sucking our dicks off and on and then the top goes you go in the kitchen and fuck yourself with a banana and then come back here and so the bottom goes into the kitchen and like we're still hanging out and like my dick's really hard and his dick is really hard and we're having a good time and the bottom comes back and is like okay cool and then the top looks at me and is like you want to fuck him and I was like absolutely so I, I go down there and I start eating his ass and I realize he didn't fuck himself with a banana in the peel. He had taken the peel off and like shoved the banana mush into his asshole. And so it tastes delicious. Oh yeah, It's so Flavor. good. And then I realize I don't need any fucking lubricant because this banana <clears throat> is like so fatty and ready. And so I just like shove my dick in him and it feels amazing. So I'm, oh I'm, like, I'm like having sex with this really sketchy guy who's on meth and and I'm and but and there's like a banana in his asshole, but it's also this wildly fun experience. Um and then I I come. And the top comes and then the top looks at the bottom and says, all right, go to your wallet and give him $80. And so he goes to his wallet, he pulls out four twenties, gives them to me. And I was like, oh shit. And so I, I run home, block them both on grinder. <laughs> and I'm like this, I, I was, I was a hooker tonight. I, this is the first time I've ever done sex work. And I got a really nice tip and I bought rhinestones the next day. Oh, well, rhinestones. That is the hookup that I want. I mean, without the meth. Without the meth. Well, girl, the meth is the price you pay. I mean, I didn't do it. It was in the room. It was in the room. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what a joke. Uh, I was going to admit to something, but my mother listens to this show. Um, <laughs> never have I gotten money. From... One time I have gotten money from somebody. Unexpectedly, though. Unexpectedly? That's the... Chef's kiss. Yeah, it's a what good a time. Kicker. But listen, hey, if I'm in your area and you have 80 bucks, I'll fuck your butt. Let's go. Like Banana optional or? Uh, banana just, required. That's what gets me hard. Required. Banana. Oh, okay. oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I feel like that should be your new tagline. Like, you got 80 bucks? I'll fuck your butt. <laughs> Please, what you want? You got 80 bucks? She'll fuck your butt. It's Gilda Rabbit. That's fucking funny. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's my. That's the best story we've had on here in a while. Hey, listen, and, and everybody's got a butthole. I'm an equal opportunity buttfucker. Okay, I don't care who you are, exactly. what your gender is, what genitals you got. Yeah. I, I'll fuck your butthole. Great. Something about a butthole is just heaven. Buttholes are universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you really think about it, though, we're really just a straw. Okay. Can you not? <laughs> There was once I used to listen to really raunchy adult radio at night when I was like in middle school because I was like a horny, you know, 11 year old. And there was this one dumb story where some guy was making a joke about 
how he was eating a woman out and he like stuck his tongue up and you and like through her throat. It was just like a gross joke. But like when I was little, I thought that was so wild and I jerked off to that idea so much. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, your tongue is so deep in her that you can see it in her mouth. Yes. <laughs> You got that bitch. That is amazing. My sister told me this story um, that she heard a story that a guy went to Vegas, had sex with a stripper, mm-hmm. fucked her in the butt because he wanted to be safe. Uh, right. That's her. That's Christ. her. That's her. Right. That's her vagina, or her Jesus vagina. Yeah. No, she's a virgin. She's Fucking in the butt because I love Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Um, had uh, fucked her in the butt, no condom. Came back every time he peed, it was burning. Like, Fuck, I got an STD. Mm-hmm. Goes to the doctor, they do the full panel. Results come back negative. <laughs> like, okay, well, this was weird. Go back, and they're like, Well, we didn't test for syphilis because it's a, a pee hole thing. Ugh, so God, and it hurts. They swab the pee hole. There was a jalapeno seed oh! in his urethra because <laughs> they don't digest. Yeah. <laughs> She did not douche. That's so gross. Straight people, when you're having anal sex, still douche. Yeah, you have to clean that area. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it, 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 listen, if you're having straight butt sex with no douching in the Midwest where I am, you're just growing corn out your dick at the end of it, okay? Yeah, exactly. I, uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't, the straight people having butt sex, like, I want you to be experimental. I want you to try it. Stop taking another thing from the gay community also. But, um, get it? Uh, also, can you just picture, like, the most generic white woman being like, I guess tonight we're going to butt stuff. Like, she doesn't know what she's doing. No. She's not going to douche. No, no. Yeah. I have, I have a friend that uh, this guy... Wanted to fuck her in the ass. She's probably going to hate that I'm telling this, but it's fine. Uh, he didn't know what he was doing. So she was like, here's some lube. Just be gentle. Just a little nope. bit goes a long way. He put so much lube on. <laughs> he couldn't get a grip on her like backside. Uh. He would just slip and fall. And she said, everything in my house for three years was covered in fucking. Oh, that, <laughs> I was real. like. That sounds straight to me. That's real. My my boyfriend the other day looked at me and was like, "Do you know that the kitchen door handle has lube on it?" And I was like, "I'm sorry, I got hungry after I came. Like, I'm sorry." Sometimes you just walk to the kitchen with some cum on your belly. It's yeah. Fine. Hello, meow. That's where I keep my kids. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Love it. All right, let's do wild and crazy questions. What's gonna that top that story? story? Well, right. thank God these are G-rated. Right. All right, here we go. Q and, Q and Gay with, with Mike, Mike and Trey. Trey. Ooh, that's delicious. You all are faggots. I live. <laughs> oh, full faggot. <laughs> and you know who the gayest one of this? Not the drag queen. It's this one. Oh, I believe it. Yes, oh, bitch. She, like, I mean, she's a full teapot all the time. I didn't come out of the closet. I fucking ran out. Oh, <laughs> with like a full rainbow. A wig. And- yeah. We'll be like, we'll be like doing, uh, we'll go like when we were in Louisville a couple weekends ago. He was like, I think I'm gonna wear nails. Yes, set of press on nails the whole night. I I was like, you couldn't fucking pay me to put those on. I live, woman. All right, here we go. So these questions are very uh, take them as seriously as you want to. Um, do you want to start? What are we starting with? Uh, right here. Okay. What kind of ice cream would you be? 
Oh, uh, dark raspberry chocolate chip. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I like that. I feel like I would be a vanilla because I'm boring. <laughs> is that um, Cherry Garcia? Is that what that is? Oh, is that cherry oh, Garcia? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, that is cherry yeah, Garcia. Does. You said raspberry. Duh. Yeah, not cherry raspberry. Although, listen, really, my first sweets for me, I just want a red fruit and chocolate. Those are the things that I want. So, like mm-hmm. raspberry, strawberry, cherry, chocolate. I'm good. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm. I don't like either one. <laughs> what? She's allergic, she's allergic I like, to I like that you're simple, and um, I'm allergic to red fruit, and I don't like chocolate. So there's that. Oh, I love that. Um, so we won't have to share any snacks in a movie Singing. Can't wait to hate watch movies with you. We'll have a good time. <laughs> um, do you like Twitter or Instagram better? Um, uh, I don't like social media okay. very much. I think that it's generally speaking a hellhole where people share their opinions too much and don't share substantive orientation enough. Um, so I guess I like Instagram the most because I just go on there to post pictures of myself and feel liked. Yeah, Instagram. I like that. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Um, what's your favorite song to perform in drag? <gasps> that's so hard. It depends on Sorry, my mood. Top three. Okay. I told you this was going to be tough. Top three. Top three are um, Love Shack by the B-52s. Love it. Um, Lip Sync, certainly. Uh, that's Oh, great. I'll do my favorite straight through lip sync, my favorite live sync, my favorite mix. Um, my favorite straight through lip sync is B-52's Love Shack. My favorite live sing is um, probably, oh God, that really depends on where I am in the country. But in Louisville, my favorite live sing is Crimea River, the Michael Bublé arrangement. Um, oh, I have yeah. a lot of feelings about my exes and it's fun to like yell at them on stage and sing. <laughs> um, and then my favorite mix is probably my Come On My Face mix. Um, which is a mix that's built around this Amy Schumer bit about how girls and porn always get come on their faces. Yes, um, I yeah. know that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's really fucking funny. And then, oh, and then one more song. If you all have never looked it up, and I think a lot of people haven't, there's a song um, on YouTube called Ammonia, performed by Krista Rodriguez and written by Joe Iconis. And it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a hard lip sync to do at play because it's like a seven minute acting piece. Um, but in pretty much every other state that I work in, it's like the lip sync that I'm known for. Um, and it's it's my favorite. My that That is my favorite number. I just don't get to do it very often, so I don't always think about it off the top of my head, but that's my favorite number to do. I'm, we're definitely going to pull that up because that's great. Yeah, yeah. it's sickening. Um, okay. Uh, what is your I Gotta Keep the Lights On song? So basically like, you're the crowd is awful, but you know you're gonna do this song and you're gonna. Oh, it's Love Shack still. Love Shack. No, I'm I'm really grateful that a lot of my like keep the lights on songs are songs I actually really enjoy doing. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Mine is man. I feel like a woman. Oh, sick. That's so fun. That's so. That's everybody. Everybody. I like to do that. Don't impress me much too, because what I I don't impress me much. That was not my keep the lights on number. It is my I have no energy number, and I don't like you, audience, because I get to go out with a purse open it, stand at the front of the stage and just give them cunt face the whole time. Cause I'm like, yeah, that dollar don't impress me much. And I usually make bank. Cause they're like, it's sickening. She's shady. And I'm like, no, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> give us no, nothing. Yeah. She did it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, that, that's the same feeling I have about wanting to be like a flight attendant. So I can be like trash. I love that. Um, what, let's see. What is the song you never want to hear again? River. 
<laughs> Shut your mouth and yeah. cut me like because Rita Delanova did it when she was at play all the time, and Michael also does it all the time, and it's on the radio. And anytime I go to a different state, some dancing girl does it. And I'm like, I am over it. I don't give a shit. That and oh, Blood yeah. in the Cut. Blood in the Cut is like the same fucking song to me. Oh, I'm like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sasha does one, Vanity does the other. <laughs> Oh my God, that's hilarious. I feel like not being at the bar right now, my tolerance level for songs is a lot higher. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Blood in the Cut came on Spotify the other day and I listened to the whole song. (laughs) (laughs) Truth Hurts played the other day and I not one time did I feel the need to punch somebody. Truth Hurts. That's another one. It's I love Lizzo. Don't get me wrong. I love Lizzo. But drag queens do it to death. It, it plays at my salon. It plays um, on the radio. It plays at the bars that I'm at all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, fuck me. I hate it. Yep. When I worked in retail, that was Lucky, the Jason Raz duet. Lucky, yeah. I'm in love. Oh, I was like, why, why is this like boring white person music everywhere? That's why. It's because it's boring white person music. Um, I, That song for me was Picture by Sheryl Crow. Oh, Christ. That's fucking funny. It's I, five minutes fucking long. It's five minutes, and it's every bit of five minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. work. Yep. Oh. My, my boyfriend is a guitarist, and so one day we were on Instagram, and we tried to play that song because we were like, surely we know this fucking song. And yeah. I did. I learned that I did not know it. And so <laughs> for five minutes, I was like pretending to be Sheryl Crow, but not knowing the words, and I was like, <laughs> so bad. So basically, you were just Sheryl Crow. Hey! <laughs> Basically, I was any drag queen at 3 a.m. after her four shot of tequila. Oh, <laughs> shit. I have been her. That reminds me, times. we did karaoke once, and we're both huge um, Taylor Swift fans. Sick. And we did Blank Space, and we didn't realize how many fucking words. Yeah, there's a lot of words for that song <laughs> when you're not just syncing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I did that with uh, Grace Kelly by Mika once. Oh, I, yeah. I went on stage and I sang the whole song and the audience looked at me sideways the entire time. And I was like, okay, I'm a good singer. It fits in my voice. And I love this song. What's wrong? Um, yesterday, my boyfriend and I were playing music together and they pulled up the chords with the lyrics. And I was like, oh, that's what was wrong. I sang none of the correct lyrics. The <laughs> Oh my god, I hate when that they're like, oh, let's make your up lyrics tonight. Right, and I, and I was so confident. I was like in it, and I was like, I know this song. Why don't you like it? It's because I did not know the song. Right, and they know. They absolutely know. Unfortunately, yep. There's always one person in the audience that's like, those aren't the words. Right, what right. What is she doing? That's what how, is she doing? Every time I sing "Origin of Love," there's some faggot who's like, "You got the bridge wrong," and I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." Like, <laughs> I know you're gonna, I need, wrong. you're gonna need a bridge when I pop you in the face. Hey, that's <laughs> fucking funny. That's fucking funny. Um, oh my, my last question is: What type of or what makeup product can you not live without? Ooh, that's good. Um, beard cover. So, like an orange concealer. It's very important for me in drag to feel um, as as feminine and womanly as possible. And uh, I can do that with ex- with very little makeup on or a lot of makeup on. You know, I can be daytime to showgirl, but like if my beard is not covered, I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. Um, I thinking of makeup. I meant to ask about this earlier when you were talking about Twitter. You're a big advocate for cleaning your brushes. Yes, ma'am. I, I always am. See you, I always see like a tag and like a photo, and I love that. Yeah, I think cleaning your brushes I don't is really important. My- <laughs> um, and, and it's also sort of like a 
like a self-care thing. Like if you take care Mm -hmm. of your brushes, your brushes will take care of you. So like take 10 minutes, slow down, get out your dish soap, clean your brushes. It's going to be good. Nice. I like to clean mine and listen to a podcast. Like this one right here. Subscribe to Facepod. There it is. You know we never did? We never introduced ourselves. Ah, whatever. (laughs) If they've gotten to season two, they fucking know who we are. That's right. (laughs) Hopefully they can tell our womanly voices apart. Oh, damn it. Right. Oh, my God. Okay, so that was Q and Gay gay with Mike Mike and Trey. Oh. You did it. Proud of you. I love that. Proud of you. Thank you so much. Um, um, thanks for playing along. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's it. Is there anything that's all, yeah. um, that we didn't cover that you want to talk about? Is there any questions you have for us? Um, I don't have any questions for you all because this episode is about me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I feel I feel really good. We've talked for a while. I think, mm-hmm. as, as, I mean, like, if you want me to say, like, another thing, just, like, throw a subject and I will talk all day long. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'm kind of girl that I am. But, like, I feel really good. I think we talked about some serious stuff. I think we talked about some fun mm-hmm. stuff. I think the episode is substantive and entertaining. So love that. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all I have to say is, uh, listeners, follow me on all social media platforms you care to at Gilda Wabbit, G I L D A W A B B I T. You can also Venmo me, cash at me, or PayPal me at Gilda Wabbit, G I L D A W A B B I T. And if you have trouble with any of that, you can go to GildaWabbit.com, which is G I L D A W A B B I T.com. Thank you. <laughs> You answered the question before we even that was, got Yeah, to that was our next it. question. Where can they find you, Mike? I'm at Mr. Mike Gill on all the things. Awesome. I'm Tracy Ottomy on all the things. T-R-A-C-E-Y-O-T-T-O-M-E-Y. That sounds like Tracy the Ottomy or Wiener theme song. Yeah, it, it pretty much. So well, I sing that every time I take my wiener out. Oh, that's um, right. Subscribe to the hoop. What? <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking about your wiener. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's it's substantial. It's oh, not bad. That's good. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you market. my um alternative Twitter after this. Perfect. Please yeah. do. Oh, I, I can't wait. Yes. Tip two. Yeah. <laughs> the the triple X version. Yeah. Um oh, don't forget to follow us at Gay Pod on Instagram mm-hmm. and subscribe to our podcast where all fine podcasts are found. That's right. Yes. Um and I think that's all. Yeah, that's it. Gilda, thank you so much for being a part yeah, of our show thank today. You so we much. had a lot of fun. This was a good time. And I appreciate you. That was awesome. Absolutely. We'd love to have you back on to <gasps> talk about more stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm full of it. More sexual stories. We need to do a whole episode of ridiculous just sex oh yeah. girl invite me back bitch oh we'll definitely do that yeah, yeah. i think we should have like four people on that day yeah because yeah, i've got some fucking doozies mm-hmm. some some doozies about fucking oh, oh. definitely <laughs> all right y'all thank awesome. you so much thank you bye, bye. bye.